Welcome to Learning from a Layman. This is Cameron talking today instead of Carl because he quite sounds like that. Yep. I was going to say Guanjo, which is a nice made up virus, just like other made up viruses. Rails so incredibly quickly, and now the now the audience understands why I do the intros. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be talking about um, what are we talking about? We're talking about all sorts of fun things and biology, biology, basics of biology. We're talking about the basics of biology. I actually know something about biology. Once in a while, I think I paid attention in class. We're joined here by our instructor, Johnny, the awesome Nielsen. And, of course, Thank as you, always, sir. our favorite person ever, Timothy Cox. Wait, uh, when did we start being nice to Tim? Yeah, I was going to say, that's inappropriate and uncalled for. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right, Kim. It took me a while. <laughs> I tripped you up. Okay. All right, I'm gonna. Tim is as thick as a cell wall of a plant cell. All right, I, oh, I got. Oh my goodness! I'm actually cellulose style. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Cameron. I'm not gonna talk much, which is, but I do have one or two questions to seed the conversation with, and then I'll pipe down. So first of all, uh, biology. My understanding is the chemistry of living things, essentially, plus some other stuff. But uh, so the, what? I wanted to focus on first was the chemistry, the idea of um, organic compounds. So, Johnny, what is an organic compound? Yeah, so one thing that you have to understand about biology, like before we get started in things, is that um, all sciences interact with each other and use mechanisms from each other to, um, to help make sense. So the better you understand chemistry, the better you understand biology, the better you understand physics, the better you understand biology. So everything kind of goes back to all these sciences interacting. We like to pretend that they're different, but um, but the more you understand each of them, the, the better it makes sense. So uh, that's why chemistry is, you know, our first topic when we're talking about biology, <laughs> I guess, is... Exactly. It's... Um, you have to start with some type of molecule, okay? So some type of, of um, and I've just used all the scientific words for so many years that it's really hard to try to... It's layman podcast. Layman. layman. In layman terms. Yeah. So you have these bits of things <laughs> that interact with each other. Um, so an, an organic compound... Uh, is basically just made up of the element carbon, mainly, a carbon backbone with other um, side groups. Um, so this is, I don't, I'm not explaining this well. No, that's good. No, the, so <laughs> carbon being incredibly crucial. I think we'll eventually do a podcast about the basics of chemistry, but like you said, they call it kind of all interact a bit. Um, so why does carbon... Like what makes that unique? I guess, so I guess it'll take us back to like the beginning of life. So we talk about amino acids. Is that, are those organic compounds? Um, yeah. So, you know, when we talk about biological mo molecules, you're talking about, you know, amino acids, you're talking about, um, about uh, nucleic acids, um, you know, like DNA and RNA, um, which everybody kind of has heard of. You're talking about uh, like sugars, um, which are also called carbohydrates and lipids or fats. All of these are made up of mainly the element carbon. So carbon is a very stable uh, compound and found in great abundance in our world. Um, so it's... Uh, it's something that is very, because it's so stable, it's able to um, take a lot of unique characteristics and, uh, and 
bind to a variety of different types of groups to help make other stable compounds that can interact with each other. I've heard a lot of talk about amino acids. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was just gonna gonna ask for a bit of clarification on stable. I is by stable, do you mean unreactive? Like it's not gonna, um, like it's not gonna explode. <laughs> okay, but they they do um have small reactions between things, and that's how um you know that's how everything works is with chemical reactions um chemical interactions and actually then we start getting into physics and physics interactions between molecules and things like that so uh so carbon um just allows a really good i i guess you could say that carbon is the skeleton that can hold the parts that are reactive and help it be more controlled is that that probably makes maybe a little more sense. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. And this is why we call we say a carbon-based life form, like because it's are you not saying everything's made of carbon? So when we talk about yeah, life, so it's kind of, that's kind of an oxymoron because all living things are made out of a carbon backbone, I guess. <laughs> or kind of redundant. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that's what people say, and so yeah, carbon is going to be make up the most <clears throat> the the majority of the weight and uh, substance of any thing that is alive that we consider alive plants animals um, bacteria um, anything like that okay so i've heard a lot about amino acids in relation to well food but also the beginning of life um so what is an amino acid yeah, so amino actually is just uh, referring to the structure of what it looks like when you're thinking about the chemistry of it. Um, so amino is a nitrogen group. So an amino acid has a nitrogen group on it, and that's that's all that means. It's a carbon backbone with an amino group. So And then it also has, on the other side, an acid group, um, and we don't really need to get into all the details of what kind of acid, um, but that's why it's called an amino acid because it has those two groups on it, which allow them to link together um, very easily. The nitrogen group can uh, interact with the acid group, which is, uh, uh, you know, what the, the way the, the electrons interact with each other, it allows them to make a bond uh, and bind together. And when you get a whole bunch of them that bind together, that's how you make proteins. Um, proteins are probably the most important, well, they are the most important thing for living creatures because these are basically like machines or uh, a lot of proteins are machines or um uh, structural elements or anything like that. But basically, this is how your body uh, is able to function. This is how your cells can talk to each other. This is how your brain can send signals. It's all done based on different types of proteins, which do different types of things. So amino acids are very, uh, very important for life. That's why it's one of the main uh, biological molecules that we talk about, and that's why it's so important. Okay, so from these small, and you've mentioned a couple other ones, right? Uh, the uh, nucleic acids and things like that. But eventually, we we get uh, larger structures building together, right? And that's when we start forming some type of. I mean, what are the small? So we talk about cells, but smaller than cells or or the components of cells. Um, where, what's, yeah, exactly. So there, yeah. there, you have a cell, you know, and that's alive in your body. Your body's made of cells. Um, and if you break the cell down into smaller pieces, the things inside the cells, those are organelles. Um, and the organelles are made up of these biological um, macromolecules. So nucleic acids, proteins, um, uh, lipids, which are fats, and carbohydrates. 
So the cell, so the organelles are made up of a variety of these different types of things. And then when you break those down, you know, proteins break down into um, into amino acids. So amino acids make up proteins. Um, and nucleic acids are already small, but they make up basically DNA and RNA. Um, and then you can have you can have small like a single sugar molecule or you can chain them all together um, and actually sugar is all linked together in plants is something called cellulose which you know makes trees so it can get really strong you can have these really strong bonds um, between things um, and then you can also have let's see which one have an oh lipids so lipids or fats are very important for the interactions of of your cells with the environment so they can keep things out and um and some things they let through freely but it allows you to have um since you have a membrane made of lipids on your cells it allows uh, different reactions to be able to happen um, it allows you to be able to send electrical signals through your nerves it allows you to keep um you know the inside of the cell separate from the outside of the cell um, which is you know obviously very important um, for different functions of cells and things like that um, and it uh, and they can be very structurally interesting and different i mean if you look at like an immune cell that looks a lot different than a neuron does which is you know, a neuron's probably everyone's favorite type of cell because it looks really cool. It's my um, favorite. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, your brain, that's so cool." But you know, <laughs> there's other cells that do other things that are cool too. Don't don't just leave it all to the neurons. Um, so anyway, uh, all these things work together to make up the body and how it all functions together. Um, but yeah, when you're talking about amino acids, that's not the same thing as a nucleic acid, and it's not the same thing as a lipid. So all those are different types of carbon-containing compounds with different types of groups on them, and that's why they're classified in the way that they are. Okay. One of the things that you mentioned while you were, um, you said that that uh, lipid structures kind of uh, keep things out or in appropriately are those related to osmosis at all i remember learning about osmosis once upon a time and it's a very important um part of selling a water filtration system yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah so you have a membrane of the cell that is made up of lipids and they're called phospholipids because they have a phosphate group, which is chemistry, and a lipid, which is just a big long carbon chain that doesn't like water. Um, so these two, these carbon chains, they they meet in the middle. Um, so there's a region inside that repels the water, just like you don't mix oil and water, like it makes a layer. Um, that's the same thing that your cell is doing, just on a much lower uh, scale. You have this small membrane. This membrane can let some things through and it won't let other things through. So it actually, the membrane doesn't actually let water through because you have a whole section right in the middle um, that repels water. So what your body does is it makes these big proteins that make a hole in the membrane that allow water through. They have water channels. So water can pass freely from one side to the other. Um, other things that are hydrophobic or things that repel water or, you know, like fat type molecules and things like that, they can pass freely through that membrane because they're also hydrophobic. So they'll also pass right through the membrane and have no issues. Um, but there's some substances and, you know, like, it, you know, things that we can talk about, like electrolytes. Other, everybody's heard of electrolytes and there's all these, you know, fancy sports drinks that say they replenish your electrolytes. And really what electrolytes are, are just salt compounds that are dissolved in liquid um, 
almost always water when we're talking about this kind of stuff we're talking about water and um and then there's different concentrations of these things on each side of the cell that is done with uh with special pumps that use energy to create these gradients so one that's really important is called the sodium potassium pump and it keeps the sodium high on the outside of the cell and low on the inside of the cell and it keeps potassium high on the inside of the cell and low on the outside of the cell and this is important for a variety of uh, functions of the cell and then when you have that gradient you know you have a lot of sodiums on the outside and hardly any on the inside so that makes sodium want to go into the cell because it wants everything wants to get back to equilibrium everything wants to be in um you know, even with each other on each side. So, you know, the sodium's gonna want to go through the cell. Um, so you can use that just like you would use water, like a waterfall um, could spin, uh, what are those things called? The water wheel or whatever? Yeah. Anyway, you sure. guys know what I'm talking um, about. Anyway. Milk, milk. What's that? Yeah, like a mill. You're talking yeah, about like, like, a, a, like a water mill, yeah. So you, you're, you're using that energy, that buildup of the energy to run an, another machine and your cells um, can do that. Um, but the, Johnny, probably the most is, important thing that the sodium potassium does is important for uh, cell communication with your neurons. So it allows actually a signal to be passed down the cell membrane and it goes from your brain all the way down to you know your big toe and you're able to move muscles and things like that or feel uh, sensations and all that kind of stuff all because the cell membrane can you know can use these potential energies from gradients that it's built up so so um there you know there's a Going back to the electrolytes, um, the electrolyte balances are very important in your body. And um, and uh, I don't I don't really want to go too much into depth with it because it can get a little complicated. But yeah, the electrolytes that, are something that, that are kept out by the membrane um, to allow uh, a variety of cell functions. What is that? Why you drinking too much water? Uh, yeah so one thing you know water you know when we talk about water balance water is very important to life um and is you know this is where everything is interacting is is within water and so you don't want too much water to get into your cell otherwise it'll swell up like a balloon and pop and you don't want too little either because it'll shrink and shrivel and die so you have you know you're you have to keep a very special balance of water and that's also done uh, with the sodium uh, balance because salt will attract water. So if you have a lot of salt in one place that's dissolved in water, the, the water molecules, they, they like that. They tend to congregate around that salt is a, one way to think about it. So, uh, so these gradients can be formed that can move water from one place to another and that's you know when we're talking about osmosis and things like that that's why like let's say you drink a whole bunch of water and uh, you drink too much water and you start to dilute your blood um, so the cells are going to want to dilute themselves as well because your blood is is dilute so the water surrounding the the cell doesn't have enough salt so you're going to want to dilute your cells and so water is going to pass freely into your cells through these channels that we had talked about earlier and it's actually going to make those cells swell up and um and they can burst now normally like if this happens in your foot like maybe your foot gets swollen or you know you have like some cell death and things like that but where it really becomes a problem is in encased enclosures like your brain is within the skull. Your skull doesn't stretch. So if your brain swells, then you can actually get what's called brain herniation, where the brain will um, get pushed out because it'll, it'll swell, it's enclosed, 
and it'll push out the only hole it can come out, which is, you know, your spinal cord. And that is, uh, that's not a good thing. I could have guessed that one. <laughs> that sounds like it would hurt a little bit too. Yes. Cameron, yeah, did you have I, a question? I don't know if it would hurt or if at that point you're probably just not feeling anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was just going to, yeah, just Sonny said it really well. I was just, I, I know too many technical terms and Johnny said it better. I was just like, you have a hyper and hypotonic, but Johnny said it better. So, yeah. Well, that's uh, what you get with, with a doctor that's also a pediatrician. Johnny practices making things small and easily consumable. Right, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I do. <laughs> Especially for the teens. <laughs> uh, the teens love when you talk down to them. Yeah. Well, I yeah. remember when I was a teenager and I thought I knew everything. Yeah, isn't that funny how you grow up and you're like, I, you know what, I, I guess I don't. Um, and I think part of what comes to, you know, as you learn more, you realize the things that you don't know about that thing like the more you dive into something the more you realize there's so many more things that you could actually learn about um, which that's is like just the, crazy to think about it's like the impetus for learning from a layman uh, yeah exactly yeah we're not going anywhere <laughs> soon guys go anywhere <laughs> soon <laughs> uh tim do you have something we, yeah no just laughing at our our own humility Ah, uh, yes. Well, it's better than hubris. So, um, okay. I, I like to think of our podcast as we get the people to stick their feet into the shallow end so they can, <laughs> you know, want to get into that deeper stuff. That's right. I know. I, I feel like I'm not really doing, you know, the whole of biology very much justice and that I'm rambling a lot because it just all interacts so much with each other. And then, like, I, I may... I uh, majored in biology in college, and then I went to medical school where there's a lot of biology, and then I work as a doctor where you think about biology and how the body interacts with different things all the time. And so it becomes really complicated to try to explain, you know, how it all works without using technical terms and without um, getting into too much detail because you know, you'll start talking about one thing and you're like, oh, I haven't explained that other thing that makes it make more sense. So let me go to that thing. And you just end up getting lost in this big mess. Uh, it's like talking to those guys that know a lot about cars and you're like, well, how does an engine work? And then 45 <laughs> minutes later, you're like, oh, I don't get it. And then most people are like, well, you put gas in the car and it goes. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. I think I've learned most of what I need to about, you know, medicine and medical things as well. I've watched House. Um, yeah, that's very accurate. I'm sure 100%, <laughs> right? I mean, I've seen some other medical dramas, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure I can uh, I can treat lots of um, bad acting. Um, okay, before we My move on. Thing is to watch House and then you go back and watch um, watch that actor in like Jeeves and Wooster or something portraying a very different character. <laughs> yes, by the way, that dig at bad acting was certainly not at Hugh Laurie or House in general, but there have been other medical dramas that I was not a fan of. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> I wasn't naming names. Wasn't naming names. Um, okay. Uh, before we move on to genetics, hey, if they paid us, we would advertise for them. <laughs> yeah, we would. <laughs> no, we have no scruples. No. Uh, all right. But um, we are we very on. money motivated. You hear that, you guys? <laughs> if you need us to advertise, just let us know. <laughs> Product placement, we're there. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, before we move on to genetics, which we're going to hey, cover Carl, briefly. Hey, uh, before we move on, I just need to crack open this ice cold Pepsi. It's really okay. refreshing. All right, Tim. All right. We, we tried this before, Tim, and yeah, we it. failed this reply. Hey. <laughs> try and try. Okay. Uh, we have um, updating on our user base. We did hit 10,000 downloads in a month for the first time ever. So we're, we're doing quite, uh, quite well. So thank you to our audience. Still not 
anyone from the Yukon Territory. So I'm pretty sure it's because I said their names wrong. I think I said Yukonites. And I'm, as I thought about it after. Very I'm, offensive. It's got <laughs> to be Yukonians, right? That would make the most sense. Um, I'm not entirely sure that's right either, but it sounds better. I thought it was the Yukon you Golds, but I think that's actually a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So we need uh, we've we've got uh, we got to hit on the, uh, those guys. We still have uh, we're being shut out of the Yukon territory. It's like they, they. I I think plenty of russets listen to us though, so I think we're good. <laughs> we're doing quite well in Idaho, so I think you're right. Um, okay, uh, moving on. So back to what you were talking about. They have all these different chemical and physical processes and structures in the, in the cells that are doing. A variety of, of complicated um, things. Uh, however, these things, like you said, some of these are like just chemical properties of, of, of the molecules involved. And but somehow these things are all organized, right? Obviously, that's what a cell is, right? It's a big organization of, of different. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, cell cellular, whatever. Anyway, yeah, or, smaller organelles. parts. Organelles. That's what I was going yeah. for. Thank you. Uh, so what? How does that structure come about? What is it that structures a cell? Yeah. So, um, so, so the basic things in a cell. So, first of all, you need a place for everything to be. Okay. So that's all held in by a cell membrane. Okay. But um, other kingdoms have different. You know, they they also have a cell wall, which is just a thicker thing outside the cell membrane like it's kind of like your head compared to mine my head's more like <laughs> a cell membrane and your head is like more like a cell wall so, <laughs> so that's why you don't have to wear a helmet when you ride your bike and i do that's what they told me that's what <laughs> uh, but on a more serious side um yeah so you have that contains everything inside the cell and then you have these different organelles within the cell that have specific functions, okay? So one of the main things that you need to know about is the nucleus. So the nucleus is like the, you could say it's the brain of the cell. So this holds your DNA. This holds the blueprint for every single protein, every, well, yeah, every single protein that you make in your body is in-housed in the nucleus. And every cell in your body has all the information that all the other cells do. There isn't, the only thing that makes a certain cell a specific type of cell is which proteins it makes. And basically, if you think about it like blueprints, you know, the cell is going to make whatever blueprints are open. So, in certain types of cells, some drawers are locked and you can't use those blueprints. And in other cells, they're open and you do make those. And it will change the way the cell presents itself. So you may have an immune cell. You may have a liver cell. You can have a kidney cell. You can have a specific type of cell within the kidney because there's a bunch of different cells in there. Um, you can have a neuron. You could have a muscle cell. And all these cells have the exact same genetic information every single cell in your whole body has the exact same genetic information so this is so once you have the genetic information you've got to have a way to um to organize all the you know blueprints that are coming out of the cell to help make these um these different types of machinery proteins uh, building blocks uh, different types of things so you have something called um, the the Golgi apparatus. You have uh, ribosomes. You have um, the mitochondria. Um, you have, you know, in like plant cells, you have different types of organelles that will help in photosynthesis. Um, so there, there's all these different types of organelles that interact with each other that have specific uh things that they do um and and it's pretty when you think about like the amount of material that's contained within the nucleus 
it's amazing that it's even organized in the first place specific to each cell and it's also amazing that you can even make the protein that you want and put it like into the cell membrane if you need to or you can package it and excrete it out into the body like for you know let's take like insulin for example like your cells in your pancreas they make insulin and then when they get a signal from the body that um, that the sugar is high they secrete that insulin and that insulin will send a signal to the other cells of the body that say it's time to eat some sugar so then they take the sugar into the um, cells which makes the sugar lower in the in the body and it turns off that signal like that it's just amazing that that all can happen through these tiny chemical interactions and uh, and then you see things like diabetes where that process goes wrong and and it's uh you know it's it's terrible it's a terrible disease and it's lifelong and it's frustrating and we try to create these man-made means of you know these like glucose monitors that check your glucose all the time and we try to make these <clears throat> pumps that will help you pump your insulin um, to try to keep your blood sugar contained and it doesn't matter what we do it's not as good as the real thing um, just the real thing is so sensitive and so good at what it does like we you know the normal person the layman per se doesn't have to ever worry about their blood sugar uh, and that's just absolutely insane if you think about all the things that have to happen just to have your blood sugar um you know to have regulated. your blood sugar regulated it's just crazy can, all the things I, that go into it can i take you back one time so you said the same dna exists in all cells in your body is that right yeah yeah it's the same exact dna that's in every in every well okay it's not in every cell. There are exceptions, like red blood cells don't have a nucleus. But I mean, like... Okay, but like a, a neuron has the same DNA in it as a skin cell. Exactly, yes. So how do how do we get different cell functions then? If they all have those same blueprints, how does a skin cell know, let's be skin, versus a neuron, which is doing neurological things? Yeah, so um, a lot of it goes into embryology which is how the which is how everything like develops and there's certain signals through specific genes that will turn on or off specific segments of dna that code for specific proteins so um so in a neuron there may be you know if there's all the dna information there but it may only be using, you know, 1%. I don't, I actually have no idea what the percentages are, but this is just sure. kind of spouting off the top of my head, but it may right. only be using 1% of that information functions that it needs to do. And then another um, cell, like a skin cell, is using 1% of its genetic information in the nucleus, but it's a different 1%. So there's different expressions of the same material so it would be like uh have you ever read like those choose your own adventure books like the goosebumps oh, yeah. or yeah so it's a different there's a bunch of different stories contained in it right right but it all depends on your perspective so only certain things are being unlocked as you read it right so okay. it's the same thing with the dna there's certain sections that are not being read that are not being expressed and therefore, it's going to be a different type of cell, and it's so going to have a different function. Okay, is is that really kind of similar then to the idea that like you know, if I have a sibling, we are almost genetic. We essentially are genetic copies of each other, right? We're both um, the DNA, maybe not being 100% similar, but very, very close, right? Yeah. So um, this goes back to. We can talk a little bit about genetics when we get into this, but um, so 
in your DNA, you get half of your copies from your mom and you get half of your copies from your dad. Okay. So you have 23 pairs of DNA. You get 23 from mom and you get 23 from dad. Okay. And then in the cell, they, they basically pair up with each other and they can code for similar things. So you're going to be very genetically similar to your siblings because mom is giving you half your genetic information and dad is giving you half of your genetic information. The problem is, is that it's not quite like you're, you're not like a clone of each other. You're not, you don't, your genetic material isn't exactly the same yet. You may have the same, you know, chromosome one as your brother. Um, from mom, but you might have a different one from dad because dad has one from mom and one from dad, from his dad. So it, it gets a little bit more complicated. Okay. You, so you, I would say you're more genetically similar. But if we talked about like, for example, identical twins, yeah, they have the exact same genetic material. There are exceptions like um, your immune cells, which we we could actually talk about the immune if people are interested in that talking about the immune system sometime would be actually very interesting but you actually genetic genetically identical twins so identical twins have the same genetic makeup except for in their immune system um, because the immune system is set up through random mutation <laughs> which is kind of wacky but uh, it's like a very bizarre system and it's very cool but um, so everything in the twin, like the their base, their basic DNA structure is exactly the same, which is why they look the same. And a lot of times they act the same too. Um, right. Like I've seen twins that, you know, like you literally can't tell them apart, and they do the exact same things. Like there were these two girls in my uh, biology class, and literally they would study together. They would say the same things at the same time it was like kind of creepy actually so i don't know if there's any <laughs> twins out there i'm sorry but you're creepy yeah, so I'll shield my from this episode i was gonna say we, i know that we have some uh that might occasionally listen to the podcast because their dad's on it but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're a little young yet, but in a few years i'll be like don't worry girls well and, and <laughs> genetic even genetically identical um you, you know, the, the twins, identical twins are genetically identical, but don't even uh, over the course of time, the expression of those genes can be uh, different. Am I right? That. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so your genetic expression can change based on your environment. So if the environment's different, then the then the expression can change. Um, but the basic genetic material is going to be the same like you're not going to have you know you're not going to change your well i mean there always is mutations happening but you're not going to change your your basic dna to something else but you may express one thing more than you would express something else which can change nice. the, the way certain things are like for example if you had this is just a really simple example if you had two twins and one of them never went in the sun and one of them went sun tanning every single day. The one that goes sun tanning every day is going to have darker skin. And that's because there's these cells in your body called melanocytes, and they're going to produce more melanin, which helps protect your, um, your skin from the sun rays. Uh, so if you're never in the sun, you don't need to spend that energy that it takes to make all that protein that causes the tan in your skin um, because that's not that like that would be wasted energy. So the person in the sun's going to have darker skin than the person that's never in the sun, but their DNA is still the same. They still have, they both still have that gene um, or that part of their DNA that codes for the protein melanin that is, that's just expressed more in the person that has the tan. Does that, Makes sense. That makes perfect sense. We just heard it here from a doctor and learned it from a layman. Tanning will help you lose weight. <laughs> <laughs>
That's right. Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my medical license if I'm to this. Oh boy. Learning all the kinds of unique information. My name is Dr. Bob Smith. Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I did have... um, so one of the other things that uh, I guess we could get into if we want to in this podcast, and maybe we'll just briefly, you talked about how, you know, your environment can potentially change uh, how your genes are expressed, but you still have the same DNA. However, evolution over time does actually change DNA. So how does that work? Yeah, so evolution um... – so when your cells are making copies of each other, uh, they're not perfect. The machines make mistakes. You have other things that try to fix those mistakes, but some of them are going to slip through. Now, um, let's take one of my favorite examples. And I actually haven't ever um, like confirmed this, but I think it's true. So I don't know. You can go look it up later if you want. But so one of my favorite examples is so X-Men. If, yes, X-Men. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> but if that mutation helps the person that they're passing that genetic information to, so it helps their offspring survive better, then that offspring will have more will be able to produce more of their 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 offspring are going to survive better and then their offspring are going to survive better so that line ends up becoming a better survivor in the environment and then eventually that um, that gene is going you know or whatever expression that is is going to help them with survival enough that um that you know things have kind of shifted if that makes sense to further want that gene so let's take an let's try to do it in an example so um the eskimos you know like they live up in the north pole or in alaska is this a play for the yukon territory again because i'm all for it it is yukon gold (laughs) looking up um so they have to deal with very cold things all the time right like they're putting their hands in cold water. They're like hunting for whales and, you know, ice chunks like floating in water and their hands are going to get cold. Now, it turns out that when your hands get really cold, they don't work that well. I think we've all experienced that unless you're Tim and have always lived in Arizona. Um, <laughs> everyone gets cold hands. They don't work very well. Um you can also get frostbite on your hands if they get too um, if they get too cold. That can um, lead to infections. Infections can lead to death. So it turns out that if your hands get too cold and they die and get infected, like that's bad for you. Okay, so that's not good for survival. So within the Eskimo community, at one point there was a random mutation that helped. Um, that uh, adjusted the circulation within the fingers, okay? So this probably happened slowly over time. But the circulation in the fingers of the Eskimos is different that allows them to be able to handle cold water better than your average person. So if you just stuck like me or you up there with the Eskimos, we're not going to be able to do what they do with their hands in the cold water and things like that without getting like severe frostbite because their genes have shifted over time to allow their fingers to stay warmer because of the circulation okay so that's that's an example of how uh, of how things can evolve over time okay um, so that's that's why it takes a long time as well as obviously you have to go through popul- like iterations of populations in order to see these uh, these genetic expressions actually become widespread yeah, exactly. So we're talking about millions and billions of years, you know, that for us, like we, we try to comprehend that, but we're not really able to like we, we say, well, we haven't really been able to see evolution in our lifetimes. And, and we have. But um, I, I guess a good example is how viruses evolve very quickly. 
Um, so they have like a very small amount of genetic material compared to like a living thing like us. Um, but they're, they don't have machinery to fix the mistakes that they make in the genetic code, um, which allows them to, and they're making so many, like, let's say they make a thousand copies of uh, a, vi a virus. Um, and since there's so many mistakes made while they're copying things, maybe only 500 of those would cause infection. Um, but maybe 25 of those cause the infection a lot better than uh, those other ones. So those 25 are going to um, infect more people. And when they infect more people, you're going to get copies of that genetic material that in turn like can infect more people. So, uh, so you see things like viruses, bacteria, uh, things like this that have smaller amounts of DNA and have a lot of uh, pressure on them um, to mutate and to change their genetic information, they actually mutate a lot faster than th very complex, um, you know, uh, systems like like humans or uh, or other animals or plants and things like that. With longer life cycles, right? Yeah, exactly. And the longer life cycle, yeah, that doesn't uh, help either. Because if I want to pass on, you know, genetic information I pass on, and let's say I have a child that you know, when I'm 25 and then my child has a child when they're 25 and they have a child when they're 25, like that's a lot of years being passed on when, you know, a bacteria can divide in uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, I think we kind of got the idea with, uh, with evolution at a very basic level, um, I'm sure I think there are classes in evolution. So uh, we could mention Darwin as the, uh, I guess, the uh, founder of the uh, discoverer of uh, evolution. But yeah, that's the idea, right? The, just the uh, the change of uh, populations over time through genetic uh, uh, and through natural selection. Um, now, I know one of the things that that plays into that and something you've already talked about is, is the environment or, or like the ecosystem that the particular organisms are in. Right. So uh -huh. what is an ecosystem? What is an ecosystem? Yeah. So one, one last thing about, um, about evolution. So okay. you have to have a genetic change that genetic random ge genetic change has to be advantageous for you to survive. And that genetic change has to be passed on to the offspring in order for um, evolution to take place. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, an ecosystem, you know, like this was, honestly, my favorite part of biology is like cells and how the cells divide and how, you know, you pass on genetic material, like all that stuff is really interesting to me ecosystems were not my um, strong point <laughs> but basically like when you get a bunch of living things that all interact with each other that's um that's like an ecosystem um and i can look up like the exact definition that's um, good learn it from a layman basically how things interact with each other so okay and i'd so, imagine I mean, sorry, oh, go, sorry ahead. go ahead well, I was just going to say, I think the, I mean, just like you said that the, um, with the example you gave with the Eskimos, um, I guess the, the more different factors you have, and obviously, especially if you're in contact with other living organisms, uh, it's going to have uh, an impact on the ways that uh, obviously genes can manifest and, uh, and, and in evolution and how things uh, move forward. But uh uh, it, it's there are lots of different ecosystems, right? So internally, I have my my ecosystem inside my body, right? And and, and I maintain that like a homeostasis. Um, and then ecosystem. Yeah, I don't know if that would that technically be considered an ecosystem because ecosystems are organisms acting together, like you know, like the desert would be like an ecosystem. Or okay, so we're looking much bigger than what I was just saying as far as like a simple a single individual is uh, inside i'm i guess i was thinking more microbiome right different uh, micro bi uh, bacteria and things but that's different 
Yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I could see what you're saying there. Like, an ecosystem for a bacteria could be, like, just your intestine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You're the doctor. Um, the so uh, it, I would just say if, if we want to figure out really what we're supposed to talk about, we could just Google the order of classification of kingdom down to different things. Because they, they have done that. But basically, it goes from little to really big. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, e- e- uh, ecosystem is bigger than just like a a, a person um, or a, yeah. a species. So it's how the species interact. So yeah, ecosystems are important in the way things will evolve because if everything were in perfect balance all the time, then um, then there wouldn't ever be a, a mutation that was advantageous. And if there were a mutation that was advantageous, okay, then it would cause one species to outcompete the other, which would make the other species have to evolve in order to survive. Okay, so uh, so the way things interact within an ecosystem cause can cause uh, you know stress on other species. That can um, be, I guess, ingredients for evolution to happen, um, or um, you know, like we we can see, uh, you know, studying ecosystems can be important because we can see how, you know, we interact with our environment, and we can realize, like, you know, maybe. Um, building a huge, you know, knocking down a whole forest and building, you know, like a bunch of buildings there, like apartment buildings, um, you know, like that can, that changes how that part of the world interacts. It can change like how the animals interact. It can change the the climate. It can change the organic matter that's being produced um, by, you you know, by trees and things like that. Um, And if you touch them long enough, you can feel their pain. Yeah, but Sorry. you have to take your ponytail and take those purple <laughs> things that are at the end of it and wrap it around the bush. Is that, okay, all right. Fern Gully reference. So. No, I just looked up. There is an actual um, federal limit on Fern Gully references in a podcast. Is it less than, less than one? Is it too appropriate? So the max. Okay. So Okay, all right. <laughs> I was actually referring to Avatar, but. Anyway. Oh, okay. Okay, then we're in the clear. We're in the clear. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, we we might not want to use the term ecosystem as well, because that that is refers just to land. Oh well, I think no. I mean, ecosystems are still like Johnny was saying. Like they're, um, I mean, they they are a part of biology and they're part of how things interact and and trees and and water and weather and all the other parts of uh, what affect living organisms. Yeah, so I mean, it's an ecosystem is just a geographic area. So then it does include like the landscape, the weather, but also like the plants and animals and things like that. So it's all how all those things. Ecology. Oh, ecology. Ecosystems. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, from what I was reading before as doing some research for the podcast, it's, you know, these are studied and maybe Johnny could tell us he was a biology major. Did you, you didn't, I I imagine you touched on ecosystems in some of your classes, but it probably was not a focus of any of them. Yeah, I did take an ecology class that that just focused on that and crammed for the final. And I don't remember most of it. Oh, I was going to say, I took an ecology class, too, but I, I thought it meant university classes online. What? Wait for it. Did it, did it sink in? Someone e- cue the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Ecology. It's like, never mind. Okay. I, th- I think we got it, but I'm not entirely sure it was worth getting. But I do appreciate the effort. Um <laughs> That was great, Tim. I think that's a great place to end. I think so, too. Uh, Walk off to silence. Um, Drop the mic, Tim. (laughs) 
Just, uh, okay. But seriously, stay. we're kicking you off the call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, get outside uh, and enjoy good hand circulation in my own. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I do think we'll probably wrap up around here. Johnny, any last words on biology? Any uh, um, overall structure or something that you either want to just emphasize or touch on? Um, I, I don't think so. I think we covered some of the basics. I think that there's a lot of things we didn't cover, um, you know, like differences between uh, plants and animals and you know like there, there's so many there's so many things that that we could sure. go into um and you have to remember that people that get a bachelor's degree in biology are studying for four years and <clears throat> to be able to you know i would just say take what's interesting to you and just try to learn more about it um i know a lot of people like to say, you know, in college, they think that they're too good for Wikipedia, but turns out we all use it. So, um, so if you're interested Absolutely. in something that's actually a really good source of, of, uh, knowledge and things like that, like, um, and to learn some of the basics about a variety of topics, like you don't have to go read a research paper to try to understand biology. You can read about how other people have tried to make it more meaningful to the people that want to learn more about it. So if you're interested in genetics, go learn more about it. If you're interested in ecosystems, that's great. I'm not, um, but go learn more about it. And if you're interested in how the body works, go learn more about that. Um, I think that there's so many things within biology that can be interesting. You just have to find what's interesting to you. And, th and that makes you want to, um, you know, dig a little deeper in it. Absolutely. And and one final thing, we had a comment from a user here a couple of weeks ago, a user. Once again, that's me, the computer scientist <laughs> slipping into a terminology that's listener. We had a person that listens uh, that asked us about how we like, got into Are we in the grid now? <laughs> we are in the matrix. Yes. Um, we, no, I was the, the grid, not, not matrix. Grid. Grid. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, we had someone ask about. Okay, we had uh, someone ask about how we got in the different areas that we work in and the different areas that we uh, have specialized in. And I guess just on taking Johnny's point really quick at the end of the podcast, you, you know, at um, if there is any point in your life where you want to focus on something you can right now if you want to be a doctor johnny had to go do a lot of things to become a doctor right there's a lot of steps for that um tim wanted to be a teacher there's like what half a step tim to become a teacher like well we don't step. call it steps we uh... <laughs> trips maybe fumbles um they're called building blocks for teachers <laughs> right or um, legos but yeah, I mean, for for example, computer science wasn't what I majored in, but it became the thing I was most interested in. And so to get into the field, I started reading about it, studying it. I took a class in it. I got a really basic job in computer science um, that didn't do a lot of computer science, but had a little bit in it. And so and then you just kind of move forward uh, along those lines, because if you find something that you're interested in and move that forward, that's how you kind of you know, move up the chain in, 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 I guess, in the economy. So back. Um, go back and listen to the basics of economics. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a good uh, good place to leave it, Johnny. Thank you for walking us through the basics of biology. We will be back again next week. Or Carl, weeks. so yes. sorry. So sorry to cut you off in a very graceful ending thing, but I'm hijacking this for a redemption joke that I just looked up online. <laughs> what happened to your report card when you barely passed your biology class? biodegraded oh my gosh i uh, really wouldn't have hijacked anything <laughs> okay and, and then i'm just going to throw my two cents in here for just kicks and giggles um darwin just had a better publicist that's what i'm just going to say darwin had a better publicist darwin had a better publicist oh then the other guy then the other guy yep uh, all right that's, right. other guys. That's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, history's uh, written by the winners. So, all right. Um, we will. Uh, I I apologize to everyone 
that uh, that had to listen to that joke. Um, we will reprimand or listen him to us wrongly. Uh, but please join us despite that, and we'll be back for our next podcast. See you then.